right, welcome to the SZ Podcast. Uh, you're here with the Bessonator and Adam. Uh, the coffee is strong. It's been a long good morning already as it's raining around Farmington, New Mexico. But um, we're coming to you today with a shorter podcast, man, just talking about a subject. A subject that's been on my mind the last like, week and my vision in this community and just about what we're focused on. And we've been talking about this all morning with negativity, positivity, uh, the kids of today, what they're looking at, what is constantly being fed on their social media feed, anything like that. So what I'm going to lead into this is I'm going to lead this into say the challenge. All right. So the challenge for today is I'm looking at this. The challenge for me, you, kids, anyone else, just like this morning and last night for me. So I'll give you an example. So I'm going to use my wife as my example. And um, if there's any young couples out here, listen to me the next couple minutes. Because I've learned through this and Joe and I have learned through this through just arguments and failure. When my wife first started challenging me, I took it as a negative. A negative where it's like she'll say stuff to me sometimes that I don't want to hear. Yeah. And we would, I used, we used to fight. And sometimes I'll say stuff to her. She doesn't want to hear it at that time. And you like you get mad at that other person. Yeah. Well, I've come to realize now, after failing a million times, is that getting challenged by someone is not a negative thing. Getting challenged to be your best is not a negative thing. And sometimes it's going to come from people that don't agree with your point of view. Sure. And that's a hard thing to, when, you know, we all have egos, we all have this. But it's like, Jolinda, for me, her personality trades off mine in ways that only she can. That's why God put me and her together. Yeah. She challenges me in ways that I don't like sometimes. I don't like cuz we're opposite people. Yeah. But it forces me kind of it forces me to grow as a husband, as a man. And for so long, man, it was always like I can't believe she's saying this and I'd get negative and like you'd get really like defensive. Mm-hmm. Defensive is probably the best word. When we get challenged on levels, no matter where we at, we get defensive. So then look at the world today. If you challenge a high school kid to be his best, they get defensive. If they're not. You know, yeah. you run into the good kids. You run into kids that are out there crushing it. Don't get you me wrong. The people that have it figured out. Right. And then, yeah, it's interesting. But if you have a kid at high school and he's not giving his best, then you go to him and like, man, why are you failing in school? Why are these grades down? This and that. What happened? Gets defensive. Brings the parents into takes the school. Takes it as an attack. Takes it as an attack. Takes brings the parents attack. in. Let me fight this battle for you. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm living proof of that. I was the defensive one. I mean, with my story and all that stuff in the post last night regarding, like, kids not being able to go where they want and stuff and having that negative influence. And I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was the defensive one, too. You know what I mean? Like... Coach telling me I'm not good enough to play outfield. Like, well, well, yes, I am. I'm good enough. Yadi, yadi, yadi. And then the results happen, and I'm the one missing the fly ball. And it's like, well, I only missed that one. There's other, you know, you're pointing the blame towards other people. I mean, I could give you multiple examples where I was calling out a kid who had nine errors, and I only had one, and I was on the bench. But it's like, sometimes you only get that one opportunity, and you didn't capitalize on it, and that's what you're left with. And and I mean, I, it really clicked with me when I quit and probably even after I quit playing Connie Mack, it really clicked with me of like how 
defensive I was and how how much that like limited me and in, in what I'm doing and, and stuff like that and it affects everywhere like at first I thought it was only connected to baseball but then it's just like what Ed Milet said like how you do one thing is how you do all things you know what I mean it's it doesn't matter where you're at everything you do how you do one thing is how you do all things you know like gotta clean my room my mom would tell me that I'd get defensive God dude I would get defense everything that someone was telling me I was doing wrong I was never well, wrong now think I about this why that. why do you get defensive why do I get defensive because I, I my, this is my opinion. Yeah, I want to hear. When your mom mind. says, "Grant, clean your room," why do you get defensive? Because you know deep down that room should be clean. Yep. And you're not giving your best. So when we, that's an ego checker. Sure. And you know what happens? The defensive side of us is our ego. Yeah. And sometimes we don't like hearing that stuff because we know we should be doing better in areas. I've had so many arguments with people. I've dealt with that with Joe where stuff is said and it's like you get def- – you can feel it. I, I have a joke that I'll say to people. When they start getting defensive, it's like, don't raise your voice. Yeah. Why is oh, your yeah. voice going up? Oh, yeah. Why is your voice going up octaves? You can hear the tone in people's voices. Yeah. But my whole thinking is this, man. We have grown up in a society and accepted this as a society that giving 70% is okay. Yeah. That's bread everywhere. How many times do you meet a guy every single day where you're like, dude, that dude is getting after it. Like that dude's maxing out his ability every single day and that energy's there. No. Most people will settle for a job they don't want to be in. They'll settle for a paycheck. They'll settle for C's when they could be an A student. My son right now, he's five years old, right? He has a reading color system that he does. Mm -hmm. This is a five-year-old. Yeah. He was in yellow. Green is like the best, and he was in yellow. And I'm like, that's not acceptable because you're not a yellow thing. And sure enough, he proved me. He's like, when he focused and put his mind to it, he's green all day. Yeah. But he was in yellow. Well, it's, it's, it's okay. It's, then it's, it's okay. Like a, yeah. Oh, we'll just be a yellow or he I doesn't think. learn that well. He doesn't do this. No. Your best is green. And yeah. if it's not, work harder. And that's what it's getting me to with our society, our community or everything like that. I want to get back to the age of this. If kids aren't giving their best, challenge them. Yeah. No. I, you should be a straight A student. Yeah. You should be a good person. You should be in shape. You have these gifts. The fact is, man, God has blessed us with gifts. He has blessed you with a set of gifts that I don't have. Sure. I have a set of gifts that Chuck didn't have. Chuck has gifts that came in this morning that we don't have. So if we get up every day and we're not sharing those gifts with the world to make the world a no better one else place, is growing. we're not growing, but we're not even like, we're disrespecting no, the gifts no God has blessed either, us yeah. with. Yeah. And it all comes back from the world telling us what it should be. Instead of us saying, no, forget the world. I'm going to be my best because that's who God wants me to be to go out and change everything else. Yeah, and while we're on this topic about like young kids and stuff, I was listening to an Instagram post with, I think, Neil deGrasse Tyson and Tom... Right, Tom Blylew? Yeah, and he was talking I've the, about. I've seen a, the headline and I haven't watched it yet. Okay, well, yeah, he was talking about his kids and like he would take them to the park and there was a puddle there and the kid wanted to go check out the puddle, but parents are like, "No, you can't go check out that puddle. Like that puddle is going to get you dirty 
and all that stuff. And Neil deGrasse Tyson's like, well, that kid could have went splash in that puddle and saw how like gravity works and how it creates a splash, and he could have learned from that that little puddle. Yes, it would have gotten him dirty. And it would have taken you more work as a parent but to clean him up learned. and shower him and stuff. But he could have learned something, and you limited him for what he's learning. And I think also that's it right as, there. A, as parents, like you see a lot of parents living through their kids and being selfish of like, no, you're going you're gonna to be this. You're going to be a mechanic because I'm a mechanic. And no, you can't be anything else because it's in, your, it's in your DNA. And yes, I think we're like born with these gifts that – we learned from our family like my dad's a business guy and i'm super into business and stuff like that but that doesn't mean that i have to necessarily run his business i could do my own thing and if if i get set free from that and understand that i'm in control of my path that's where everything starts clicking but so many kids don't get that opportunity to well how many kids are living past that's not theirs yeah. It's oh. not their purpose. Oh. And here it comes back. This is when you said that, this is where I'm at on this. It's like you take getting defensive. Yeah. So if you've been a crappy parent and someone calls you out on it, you're gonna get defensive. Yep. You're gonna get defensive. You're gonna go in and confront the teacher that is saying your kid's a D student because you haven't parented the right way. Oh, you're saying that? Well, I'm going to go in and get defensive because you're calling me out. It's the teacher's job to make sure that the kid does their homework. It's it's on the teacher. And that's every one of us. Yeah, though. It's every, everyone everyone be. has to be pulling their weight. Like we need the teachers going to school in this community that walk in and say, you know what? I'm going to do the best I can today to get through to these kids. I'm going to max out like Ed says all the time. I'm going to max yeah. out my ability at this school. What about letting these high school kids know that you're there for four years? Yeah. These are going to be some of the most growth periods in your entire life. Don't waste it. Yeah. Kids that go to college. How many kids go to college for four years and drink it away? Don't do their work and waste that opportunity. Well, guess what? That shows up as regret later on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Instead of being challenged today. Yeah, I think also, too, like societies like – don't get me wrong because we were talking about this last podcast with Damien like you need that time to grow on yourself but like there's this balance of like so many people too focused on themselves and not on others and then there's like the people you know what I mean like obviously me and you like to help other people and there's not enough of that and I think a lot of it comes from like one they're focused on themselves but also listening to society and like the bare minimums okay like as long as I get that degree it doesn't matter if I get the degree with straight A's. If I get the degree with straight C's, I still get the degree. So that's that's good enough. So if I can slide by bare minimum and get that, then that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to take that. It ends in it ends in a terrible route because you can hear based on who I the person that's trying for straight A's is going to be like, I want that A. That's what I'm going to get. The energy voices changes. That person that has a- high energy. The person with C is like a stick in the mud. Like, well, I just I just got to get through today. Like, as long as I get through today, and I'm guilty of living through that, as long as I make it through this camp, as long as I do this, I just got to get through it. With my, like, it's it's the whole idea with my runs, right? When I ran around the marathon, like, and yes, that was something that's really hard. So there's a point where you have to shift, like, you just got to get it done. Right. But, like, you're not starting a marathon going, as long as I finish it, you're like, I got to finish this within five hours or I'm going to set a time frame. I'm going to go max out as much as I can do. And if maxing out at that point becomes 
just finishing, then you're okay. Well, I'm going to use that against you right here because it's like, what about proving to yourself, and I said this in the Warriors class this morning, like, you just prove to yourself you can run a marathon on no training. Sure. If your mind's focused. Yeah. So why would we limit ourselves? Like, why would you wake up every day and say, I'm just going to get here? Like, no, you ran a marathon on no training. So what about if you did train? Yeah. I, I mean... Like, that's a gift. Sure. That's a gift that God's blessed you with. You need to build off that gift. Like, people don't do that. But it's like, he's showing you right there, you just ran a marathon on no training. You really think you can't go do this? Yeah. Why do you doubt yourself? Why are you holding yourself back saying... Oh man, I, I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm not a. I'm not a runner, or I got. I can't work out. Or it, BS. There are no limits. Yeah. The only limits we have is ourself. Yep. That's all it is. If you get up every day and give your best, you will do things that you never dreamed of. I asked the Warriors in class this morning. I said, "How many of you seven years ago would have dreamed you would be doing what you're doing right now?" None. And they, none. None of them. Why is that? How do you explain that? Uh, I think, man, again, like you go in society and you're, you're never, I don't think when you're, when you're really stuck in society, you're not thinking that someone's going to pull you out of it. And then you come across people that you just click with. Like you're saying, like me and you are a prime example. Like when I started playing baseball and coming in here, like I kind of liked baseball. And then we started doing lessons and I really liked it, but I didn't even really like baseball. I just liked the interactions that we had. And then we split off for a while, and then we come back, and it's like it never left. And and the growth has been outside of baseball, which is why I make the comment that it wasn't about baseball. Because, like, like you just said, right? Like, I have gifts. You have gifts. Chuck has gifts. Everyone has gifts. But if we're not sharing our gifts... doesn't matter. Then it doesn't matter. It's for and a there's bigger no growth. purpose. And those women, seven years ago didn't realize that they were going to get a gift of being able to work out every single day. Those women are ridiculous. Like I've gone out to the sand dunes and I'm 20 years old and they kick my butt. And seven years ago, and seven years ago, some of them were a hundred pounds overweight. Yeah. And now like seven years, they're, they're kicking my butt and I'm going like, and that's an ego checker in itself. Like going, how are these women that are so much older than me kicking my butt? Well, then it's like the how many dunes. people out there right now? But then now they flip around, struggling. they beat you. And they're like encouraging you to go. Like right. there's the gift in itself. It's not it's not about being better than everybody else. It's like, all right, I was better, but I want that person to be where I'm at. And then by the time they're there, I'm above them still. But it's like so often in times we're so focused on ourselves, it's like, ah, who cares if he's behind me? As long as I'm on top. No, you're missing the point. It's like I want to be the best I am. But I want to take everybody I can to be the best along with well, me. Let's just get, and that's the environment that has been created and is, and is still growing. Well, just think. What's it, if, break it down, all the BS that this world sends us. If you believe in what I believe in and you believe in what you believe in, like, we ain't here for us. Nope. I'm sorry. He has blessed you with those gifts for his glory. Yeah. Not your glory. 100%. And that was, I've struggled with that plenty of years because it's always you get up and it's like, I, I, I'm i this, this, this. And it's like, you know what? Running for me, it's a, I love, I, it challenges me. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But if that can help people get up in the morning and see like, dude, two years ago, I wasn't even a runner. No. 
Six months ago, I had never ran further than a marathon. Like last September when Gracie had brain surgery, never ran past a marathon. And when I did run the marathon before then, it hurt. Like I was not even in running shape. Go back to when I ran my first marathon. I had never ran over three miles for 10 years. Yeah. Now I sit here six ultras later, a couple hundred in, and I want to do the longest foot race on earth. Well, I was the fat guy on the couch. Yep. I was the one complaining to everyone. I wasn't born that. Yeah, you have to create it. Well, maybe I was born that. Maybe I had to find it. Sure. Maybe I had to find it, you know, and I, maybe I got lost. There's somewhere along the line, we come into this world as a newborn kid and there's no beliefs there. Yeah. You're just perfect. Yeah. Then your parents influence you. Then your school influences. Then the world influences you. And by the time you're seven, all your programs have been set. Yep. Of how the world is, how this is, how that. And then you keep going. And then it's like from seven to whenever God wakes you up again, the world tells you who you are. Yeah. And then it's like you have to like find your way out of that puzzle back to what he wants you to be. But it's just like this, man. You just said it before. It's all about the spirit is working in our community. The spirit is working through you. God's spirit is working through these guys. I went and met with these guys in Cortez last week. We sat there for an hour like we've known each other for 20 years. How is that possible? Because it's not Adam. It's the spirit of the Lord working through multiple people. And I can't change the world by myself. No. You can't do it. Oh. But just think about how much better our community and how much better our world would be if we embraced the qualities and the great qualities that people bring that the Lord's blessed them with and celebrate what you have that I don't. And then get together because if you're peeking at your best, Chuck's peeking at his best, I'm peeking at my best, then we're going to go out and do some things for the... Everything goes up. Everything. And it goes to where it needs to go because the the focus is him. Yeah, it's like the analogy of the your team's only as strong as your weakest link. Well, if we put that (laughs) in the community standpoint, if we have people in our community who are weak... What about a nation? Or a nation that are weak, what's going to happen? We're going to get sucked down. You can't... You're climbing up a ladder. That weight's going to pull you down. Like, you can't get out of that hole unless you're like, hey, I need your help to get me out of this too. And I, I that's that's what's missing. And also, like, just the kindness aspect. Do like, you think people have given up, though? Do you think, 100%. Do you that's think why people, people are leaving. like, you know what? They see all the hate on social media. That's why people leave that. towns. They give up on it. They're like, this place sucks for me, so I'm going to leave. And they go to the next place, and they're like, well, this place sucks, so I'm going to leave. And you have a bunch of road junkies that just go from Dude, town to town to town. I had a meeting in this and town. And then finally it clicks with them, and they're like, oh, it might be me that's the issue. Well, I need to go find something. I had a meeting in this town yesterday, and there's seven to 800 houses up for sale in our community. Yeah. And that's not even counting the businesses and all this. And it's like, okay, what do we do here? And it also needs to be known, too, that not everybody that leaves – is giving up like there's opportunities that people they get that ha- take they have to yeah i mean some people have to some people are leaving because they are giving like there's a combination but i think the mass majority of people that leave a town or leave something leave a team like i left a team like i left my team but it was for the the best for me like right. i got everything that i could positive out of that organization right. because there were positive things i mean well, there's Coach so Magata many players that have good. come through this town. Yeah. 
that are in other towns and they're crushing it. Ah. I think it's just saying on a whole, like, I'm not leaving. Like, I'm here. And I want... For me, my whole focus at the moment is the high school kids. Sure. Because, listen, man, I'm 38. I'm, I, I can do a lot of things the rest of my life. But when I'm 70 and my grandkids are coming into this world, the high school kids and the people that are coming up through... They're going to take us 10 to 20 years down the road. We've really lost focus on this. Take youth sports. It, where was it? it? It starts with one. Yeah. And then it's like what the enemy's done with the world. I use the pornography analogy the best. This is the best thing when you know how creepy the en- enemy is. Back in the 50s, has one girl just show like a part of a leg like this. Yeah. But it sent the intention of like, oh, it's kind of sexy. But yeah. it was just part of a leg. You'd see it today and be like, that lady's probably a nun. Yeah. That was in the 50s. Ah. What about 50 years later? Oh. Yeah. See? It's crazy. We don't think like that. We don't think 20 years down the road. We're thinking right now. So if you take youth sports or what we're teaching these kids, it's like, win now. Look how many... Win now. Forget everyone else. Yeah. Win now. Well, listen. I understand how winning is a very important thing to teach kids. But the win now mentality and that quick fix is just like drugs or anything like that. You end up to the end where you have the come down. Well, yeah. Perfect analogy. Quick fixes in our community and like, you know, the one day thing and this and that. No, we need to be teaching kids in our high schools back the old win way. Long Hard term. work. Win in the long term. When, when coaches are getting on your butt and you feel uncomfortable and you get challenged... Don't take it as a negative. Say, man, I gotta get better. Yeah. But then it comes down, I understand both sides of this. We have coaches today that don't know how to go in and approach telling a kid the right way. And kids take it as a dictator. Like, how can you go in and tell a kid to work out as hard as he can and get after it, but you're out of shape yourself? Yep. Okay, that's a dictator. Yeah. That's not a team. That's and then if you're a kid, you figure that out and you're like, Well, how can you be telling me this? Yeah, that's a dictator, man. That's where the energy comes in like this. I've even seen podcasts and I've seen videos of this. The way you use your hand movements to make people feel. Yeah. If I come at you like this. Oh, you point at me. And dude, this public speaker did this. He's like, if I come out on stage and I'm like, you're going to do this. You're going to do that. You're going to do that. What's your first feeling? You're attacking me. Defense is up. Yeah. You're attacking me? Really? Yeah. Ugh, I'm coming at you. You're, yeah, you're That's angry. today with the nation. You can come up though and go different hand movements. Oh. Hey, we're a team here. It's this and that. And then people are like, oh, they kind of let their guard down and they're like, okay, I see it. But if you come in like this and get defensive, some people take it like that. So it's like that line in between, like you have to know as a coach and an influencer, how to get the best out of every different person. Cause the fact is I might come and rip you. Yeah. And it might work. Yeah. But I might go rip this kid and it's it not might make work. him worse. Yeah. So it's like but I want to get the same message across it's to both being kids. Aware. It's being aware of response and, and, and being able to – the good coaches are the ones that are aware of how each player reacts. And you kind of – I don't want to say categorize, but you kind of do. Like you know what kids you can really rip and you know what kids you kind of got to be a little bit – so those gifts that God blesses us with. Yeah, I mean... Everyone has different gifts. Yeah, 
So how do you bring it out of everyone? How do you get a team full of 25 dudes that all have different gifts to see one vision? So then think about this. It all comes back to this. How does God get 8 billion people to all team up and see one vision? Everyone has to be connected. It, it, it takes. I mean, it takes everybody being connected. I mean, and that's like, you, are you willing? Are you willing that, to grind to get to that stage? Yeah, yeah. Are you willing to say, you know what? I put up a post yesterday that said, "I'm willing to die for my beliefs." Are they? And when I said they yesterday, I meant the enemy. Like, I'm willing to die for what I believe in Jesus. Yeah. So when I come against that, I'm willing to die for it. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. I don't know. But I know what I'm willing to die for. Yeah. And it's like that's when the enemy throws these darts, man, he tries to bring you down. Because what you just said before, I listened to Alex Jones, man. He's a little he's a little intense, man. He's, he, he's pretty crazy, but he does say some good stuff. And he does say some good stuff from the spirit world. And he talks about there's this force of energy right now. And he puts it like Earth is like a realm. It's, okay. not, it's not like a planet. It's like a realm. And he goes, underneath there's this dark energy that's trying to get up into our world. And it's trying to get up. And the dimensions, I think they say there's 10 dimensions. Like that's how far it goes. We're in three dimension right here. Okay. All right. So he's saying from the two dimension place, which is lower than us. Sure. That frequency lower. There's there's this dark force that's trying to get up and get its way up into our world and take over everything. Okay. And then it's like he talks about you know, your higher self and God and everything else about how that's what this dark force wants to take out of everyone. Why do you think pedophiles, everything else are at a high level? Why do you think these elite people are huge into pedophilia? Will you dive into it, man? There's actually a thing. I don't know the name for it. I'd have to look it up. But these rich pedophilia type people like Epstein and those guys. Gotcha. Dude, these guys will kill kids drink their blood because it's like the ultimate sign from the enemy if you drink that blood when a kid's terrified you're taking their soul forever so it gives these people this power and this is going on this is real like this is when you get into that side this is real stuff that you need to respect of what's going on and what the enemy's doing in our world and he's taking it from the kids what's the biggest thing of power that the enemy does what happens if you rape a seven-year-old girl you take her soul forever unless God gets a hold of her and does something. Ah. And you terrify them. Like they torture these kids. They do all this stuff and then they put that into them yeah. because that's their power. Yeah. That fear, that terror. They take that from kids and they take their souls. That's what the enemy does. He's taking their souls forever. Some of these kids never have a chance. Yeah, That's power for the enemy. Well, what's the opposite of that? That's what we follow. Yeah. You know, but this is going on. This is the conflict in our world right now. And it's just a matter of time before the trumpet sounds. Yeah. And the battle is on. Yeah. And we don't know when it is. Nope. But why do we walk around every day like, ah, I'm good? Because we, it's about us. Yeah. If we know the battle's coming, we need to be out, like you said, bringing all the people with us. Yeah. Because it's coming. Oh, yeah. You can't, this is what, me, if you believe in what the Bible says, it's the most heavy influence book in leadership on the face of the earth. It, no, no book on the face of the earth has influenced more people than the Bible. If you believe what that says, 
about God and his love and grace and all this, you better as well believe about the battle and revelation yeah. and the trumpet and sounding and him reasons coming to get his troops. Yeah. You have to be ready for that. And that's one thing I feel like we don't talk about enough today. No. And God's going to challenge you. If you're going to be front lines, he's going to challenge you in ways. Like I, I'm like a kid to him, man. I'll, I'll argue with him like a little kid. Yeah, sure. But then he'll be like, no, it's for this, this. And that's why I sp- try to spend as much time with him. I can first thing in the morning. Because that's kind of like my time is sitting in the office with him and him saying, hey, Adam, this is what you did yesterday. Good. Hey, Adam, you know how you reacted here? Or you did this. It's probably like probably want to handle dinner. it this way. You didn't handle it too well. Like I said, the first time that, you know, stuff's come up in here and he's putting extra stuff towards me. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And then he's or like, no, well, and that. then he goes this. You don't want to do it? Well, I need you to do it for my kingdom to make these people better. You better get your butt up there and do it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, sir. But yeah. at first, I argue. Sure. I'm just like everyone else. I'm like, there's no way I'm doing that. But then yeah. there's this voice that is like stern to me. Yeah. And that's the voice of him. And it's like they say, fear of the Lord is the number one thing that you need to understand and respect. Yeah. And that fear is there when that voice comes in because he's telling us, listen, guys, it's not about your ego, man. It's no. not about you. Just like come over here. I need your help. I need your help. Like that's the thing, man. I heard someone say this the other day that stuck with me and he's like, when God has you go through all these tests and trials and like, you know, if you feel like your whole world's crumbling down and you're like, God, I just can't take enough. And like, why am I going through this? And this guy said this to me and I haven't forgotten it. He's like, when you go to God, why, you know, why am I going through this? He said, it's because you said yes. You're the only one that said yes. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I did say yes. And then it's like, but we want to set up the road the way we want it to be. We want we, it to we, be perfect. We, we want, want it to, it to be, be perfect. And, yeah. we'll, and we'll, we'll throw up scriptures. We'll go and shout from the mountaintops when everything's going our way. Or like, give it to us, but we want it. The, we no want trouble. to control it. Yeah, there's no trouble. There is no control. Us, we can't control possible. nothing. And sometimes it's like, no, you're going to have to get the hard <laughs> Right. Out. You're going to be asked to do stuff that you don't want to do. Yeah. It's come up with me starting the job at the radio station when he first asked me to go down there. My fleshly human side? No way. I don't want to do that. And he's like, I need you down there. You're going down there. Yeah. All right. Let's go. And it's, you have to let go to that. And I think that's very hard for people to do sometimes. It's hard for me every day. Like sometimes the enemy will come at you so quick, man, that you don't even think. You react the way you've reacted a million times before. Yeah. You know, and I I heard, you know, a podcast last week where the the guys put it like this. Think about a superhero. And every time you get a tough decision in your life, ask yourself what the superhero would do. Mm -hmm. Well, this is what we do in society every single day. We always put up the superhero. But no one talks about, and I think the guy that I was talking about this, he, he named this other side. Okay. And he called it Richard Cavesa, which everyone knows what that means. All right? Uh That was his negative side. So a perfect example for me using this analogy is like when I have to make sale calls in the morning for the radio station. Sometimes I'll go to make a call and this guy will show up. 
And he'll put me on being procrastinated and I'll put it off and I'll be like, oh, I don't want to make this call. Yeah. Ask yourself right when you feel that, what would a superhero do right now? Make the he call. would make the call. And, you know, he used the analogy of like he was at home after a long day at work and his daughter asked him to go in the room and pray. And he was on the couch and he's like, man, I'm tired. I don't, you know, this and that. And then he asked himself, what would a superhero do? Get up, go in the room, pray with his daughter. Well, he did that, made that choice, won that small victory, went in there. Well, then he had a conversation with his daughter where she really had to ask him something. Mm-hmm. So it's like it led to the other thing. But what about if he stops that because of his own selfish reasons? Missed then you just took away. You miss the opportunity for God to do grow his work. Someone. Yep. Without even knowing it. I, don't, I, I think a lot of times... How many people... Let me ask you this. How many people in your life have you missed opportunities to influence them towards the Lord, but you haven't because you're selfish? Probably multiple, but I've also... Dude, I would say thousands. Oh, yeah. Thousands. Let's just keep it real. Thousands. For at least yeah. 20 years of my life, you wake up... I played baseball like this. It's about me. I don't want to go do this. I, it's, it's about me, me, me. Well, how many people in those years did God bring to me that could have been influenced by what I was doing? But because I was so caught up in my own garbage, I'm going to have to answer for that one day. Yeah, there's there's probably thousands that I've missed growing on. And there's probably the cool thing, too, is there's probably thousands that I've hit that I don't even realize that I've hit. Yep. And and I know that to be true just based on how graduation went down. When, yep. when I went in and I literally thought everybody in my class hated me. Like, just didn't like me, didn't care for me. And then I go and speak and the entire class is like roaring with like pumped and it's like, whoa, this is kind of weird. And then we graduate and like these people I don't even know or kind of know are like, hey, let's take a picture. Like you really helped me get through high school. It's like, whoa, I I don't remember helping you at all. And they're like, just your energy, your positive energy. And it's like, oh, okay. So that there's both sides. I mean, well, it's just like when you started helping yourself and believing in yourself, you could help others. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can. But think about this. How crazy is it? Someone's. This happened to me. That exactly what you just said right there, and it's crazy to me. Clay Kaiser messaged me about two months ago. Okay. When I trained Clay when I first got here, I was in probably one of the darkest periods of my life. Sure. But when I coached him, I didn't show it. Yeah. Like, but. I think about who I was when I trained him. He messaged me and says, man, I just want to say that time that we had and the way you taught me values and the way you taught me, man, I really appreciate it. He's a pastor today. Yeah. A pastor, man. And he's like, the lessons you taught me back when I was a 17, 18 year old kid, I still take into the church today. And I'm like, I didn't even know God back then. I was a drunk, depressed human. And I, I did my job, and I, I've, I, like, I've always had that when I'm doing it. But mm. myself as a person, I didn't see myself as a winner, just like you. You didn't see. But God used you when you were in your darkest times and you couldn't see your self-worth to influence people that you didn't even know. Yeah. Like, that's crazy that I could be in that dark of a place, and I have a preacher messaging me saying, when you were in, back in that place, you changed my life forever. Nah. How is that possible? I was in my darkest times thinking, dude, I, I don't even want to live. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. But I'm teaching this kid, and he's seeing God's spirit through me, but I'm not seeing it in myself. Yeah. See, God can still change and use you in ways, but we don't see it ourselves. It's like you said something before early in the podcast that it got to me where 
It's the spirit working, man. Yeah. The spirit. It's the spirit in everyone. And sometimes we get so caught up and distracted on our negative faults and the negative stuff we've done. The spirit never changes. It doesn't change. It's not like all of a sudden the spirit goes like this. Hey, Grant, you're going to feel terrible today. You're going to do this. The spirit, Jesus says it. He is the truth. The truth, he doesn't change. We change. Yeah. He does not change. It stays the same. That's how we find ourselves again. We find our way back to the truth that we came into this world with. Yeah. That's the true, man. But we're out here and we don't see that. We think it all changes. It doesn't. We're either connected to the Holy Spirit or we're connected to something else. Yeah. You're that's either connected it. or you're not. There's that's no... it. There is nothing else. Yeah. It's like tuning into a radio station. All right? If you say, all right, Jesus is on 88.9. Yep. All right? The enemy's on 92.1. Sure. Whatever it is. Yeah. You know, whatever you want to say that way. Okay, what are you tuned into? The station doesn't change. Nope. Your tuning does. Yep, your tuning. How Every tuning. day, God's station will your be intakes, right here. Your intakes change. Right. Are you are you on Instagram looking at positive stuff? Or are you looking at negative yep. stuff? Are you reading? Are you eating healthy food? Or are you eating junk food? It's it's the same analogy. Dude, it are happened you... to me last night. Last night, the enemy got in. Sure. And he got in, and my, I'm a human just like anyone else, and I had to deal with that a little way, but. I love this fact that this morning when I got up, I woke up with a big smile on my face, knowing that that was yesterday. Yeah. And you know what? I might have failed here. I might have done that. But he ain't getting me today. Nope. And that's one of the reasons I ran in the rain this morning, because everything this morning, since I, like last night, it was like little triggers here. So many excuses. It was ridiculous. Trying to get me to have yesterday's failures take away God's vision today. So it's like, like I said, last night, I get to bed late. Tuesday night, I'm like, I'm getting to bed early, I'm getting up, Wednesday is my early run day, I'm going long, right? Mm -hmm. Get to bed later than usual. Get in bed, start reading a book, can't go to sleep. So now I'm an hour behind where I thought I was gonna be asleep. Sure. That's his little door. So you know what he starts on me? Oh, you're not gonna get enough sleep, man. You're going to be tired when you wake up in the morning. You might as well just sleep in. And I'm like, dude, the alarm goes off. I roll over and I'm like, I'm hitting snooze. And it's like one led to the other. Don't hit snooze. Fight through it. But it's there. Fight through it. Get up. Put my clothes on. Didn't even think about it raining. You know? I had my clothes set out from yesterday for today. Put them on. Jump in the car. Like I said, I wanted to run long today. Yeah. Start driving, starts raining. I don't have any rain gear. So there's another thing he throws in there right there. Okay, Adam, it's like the momentum we talk about. The one place where I lost myself last night and probably could have been better or just, you know, what God's teaching me, that led to this. Yeah. Then that led to that. Then that led to that. And then it comes back to the small victories. Everything that he little excuses he threw at me today... I went at him. Yeah. And it's like I ran in the rain for an hour and 15 minutes, whatever it was, and I'm like, deal with it. Because he's trying to take this away. Mm-hmm. It's zinger after zinger after excuse after excuse. And it's like, see, it's that's the, the battle. Ones. How many people go to bed angry last night, wake up this morning, and the first thing they do is what? 
Go you're right back to that. Being angry. Then what are you looking at on social media? Negative. Negative. Sorry. And then all of a sudden, that one little thing where you let the weapon in here has transferred over to 24 hours later. You're so angry, you can't even talk to people. All you're looking at is hate-filled stuff. You're not on the internet being positive. You're on there freaking, it's all negative. And it's one after the other. Yeah. We need to change the momentum of history here of saying, all right, this is why I post so much sometimes and I don't even care. It's because, you know what? Look how much the enemy posts. Yeah. Look how much the oh. enemy posts. It's like with me at Vertical Radio right now. These kids are over here focused on this. How do you get them over here focused on this? You have to get their attention somehow, some way, and it's the hardest thing we will face in our generation right now is that can we change our community in the course of history forever getting the mindset back on the Lord getting the mindset of you being your absolute best every single day this is why I get up and do what I do in this building every single day like this morning worked out a bunch of moms that have different jobs in our community there's a speech therapist there's a first tee golfer like there's so many different things you guys come in at six you want to be a youth pastor? You're affecting our youth out in here, up at Pinion Hills. Yep. Chuck just moved here from Florida. He's affecting people down at Navajo Ministries. He has a TV show that's broadcast worldwide. Yeah. So guess what? If you're performing at your best, he's performing at his best. These ladies are performing at their best. Guess what? There's All boats rise, yeah. man. The whole yeah, community gets rising. better because everyone is peaking at a higher level and performing at a level... That is not 70% anymore. Domino effect. It's like the domino effect. Once you get that going, it's going. And that's why I want to get into these high schools and tell these kids, like, no, bust your butt. Yeah. Give your best. Do extra. Do extra. Go in the gym. Do extra reps than everyone else. Work your butt off as hard as you possibly can. And if you're a C student and that's your best, awesome. But if you're a C student because you're giving 70%, not That's good. a completely different animal. And we have accepted 70% as the norm. Yep. I did it for years. Yeah. I did it for years, man. It's like I accepted being not my best. And then I wondered why I was defensive. I was fat. I was hating on people. All those negative traits. And then your, your energy is just negative. Negative like energy. Everything else, it comes out of the same thing. It's funny, man. When we're not living our best, it's funny how all those negative traits follow. Everything follows you. All right? If you're drinking too much and you're sitting at home like I used to do, and when you drink, all the negative stuff comes out. You start reminiscing of all the negative stuff. Yeah. You start hating on people. But it's like it comes back to this. It was always – it was never this. It was my insecurities for not giving my best. So I had to look for an escape. Yeah. Because in reality, my reality was you were half. Yep. You were given half ass effort, Adam. Oh man, I'm a half asser. Well, to me and my personality, when I give half, I go into a serious bout of depression. Yeah. And I it took me a long time to figure out this. But if I'm not maxing out, and I talked to Shiloh about this the other day. If I'm not maxing out like Ed Milet says every single day, well, that doesn't match up with my personality the way God made me. Mm -hmm. I don't expect everyone to run 15 miles a day. I don't expect everyone to get up at 2.30. Why do you think I stopped asking people to work out? 
Because not everyone's supposed to do what you're doing. Right. And if you want to, you know where I'm at. Yeah. That's something you have to do. Sure. I'm not going to come to you and force you to do it because every time I force someone to try to do what I do... They end up leaving anyways. They quit. So you have to do it for yourself. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's a huge deal in this, man. You have to do stuff for yourself. But people compare what I'm doing to like where they're at today. Don't compare what I'm doing. That was my journey. Yeah. Then God created me. I've like since I was four or five years old, I, I've had like severe ADD symptoms. And I always like for a while I'm like, man, I just I can't sit still. Yeah. Like, dude, I remember there was a point when I wasn't giving my best in Australia, and this is like the heart of my drug drug use. I was in Australia, man. And I was confused. I didn't know what was going on. And I told my parents, like, I'm not supposed to be this, man. I'm supposed to be something in this world. I, I, and I didn't get it back then. I just didn't know. I, I was just, it was the beginning stages of me trying to find my way. I didn't know. And then, dude, I remember I drove. I got in my sister's car, drove down to the beach, which is about three blocks away, sat there and watched the waves, drove back to the apartment. Got back to the apartment for 10 minutes. Got back up, got back in the car, drove back down to the beach to the same spot, drove back. I did that 10 times in the next two hours. Oh, wow. Because I couldn't sit still with myself. Now, it's funny. All I do every day now is spend time with myself. But back then, the ADD symptoms were this. ADD is not a negative thing. God programmed your mind to work at a faster rate than other people because he's blessed you with gifts that are different. Yeah. If I'm focused and maxing out, my mind and the way he created me, it never gets restless. Yeah. So if I'm running at 3 a.m., if I'm doing a podcast, if I'm training people, if I'm on the radio, if I'm training all afternoon, my mind's at peace. When I'm not doing that, psycho. Like psychotic, like I'm lost in the wilderness. Hmm. And it all gets back to you not giving your best. You have to know who you are as a person. You said it before. Self-awareness is key. Yeah. It's not other people. It's self-awareness. Like if I know I have a real fast mind and I can't sit still. Perfect example. What did we talk about sleep two days ago, me and you? Well, at one o'clock in the morning, I'm a wide awake, ready to go. Yeah, and I'm like, I had awake. to force myself, say, Adam, this is crazy. Get your butt back in bed and take another hour of sleep. Yep. You call me and you're like, man, I've been resting good. Like, yeah, it's... it's different. Yeah. But totally what, what, where we go wrong is when I go, Grant, you need to be sleeping four hours. You need to be doing this. You need to be no. doing what I'm doing. Exactly. What I'm doing is working. It's like, no. Working for me. You need to do what works for you. My whole deal is learning yeah. this. I just need to push you to be your best. Yeah. Whatever those gifts are. Yeah. But if you perform better every single day on seven hours of sleep... Getting up and working out at 6 a.m., not running at 2. Yeah. Why wouldn't I want to promote those gifts and help out people that way? Why would I try to force them to be me? That's where everyone goes wrong. I've gone wrong doing that, yeah. coaching. Right, Shiloh McCall taught me that, dude. Me and Shiloh went through that together. Yeah. You have to let people go through their journeys, and you have to bring out their gifts. Yeah. You can't force them to have your gifts. Yeah. You know, and that's a big thing, man. A, a real big thing of people just understanding their awareness about himself. Yep, self-awareness. We got to close up here in a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I think the, the biggest thing is self-awareness and just like 
like you said, man, just sticking to yourself and, and using the positivity instead of the negative negativity and And challenge people to be challenge. their best. Yep. And just, and their best is not your your best. Like let's make that clear. Their best is not your best. You have to get them to perform and be at their best so they can go out and influence our community. Grow people in their gifts, not in yes, yours. Yes, because we don't have the same gifts. Not in yours, yeah. You know, we're all part of the body of Christ, man. And when we're all together, we change the world. That's why he says, when two or more are in my name, I'm with you. Yep. That's it. The Spirit's with us, and we're doing that. Awesome. Sounds like it was a... Yeah, my, I'm just going to leave it on this. If you're out there today, challenge yourself. Be uncomfortable. Find the people that make you raise your game up. Find those people that force you to be your best. And if if those people are forcing you to be your best, keep them close. They're the people that love you the most, man. That's why you got to discipline your kids. That's why you got to be that. It's that iron sharpens iron mentality. And don't get frustrated if someone challenges you and you get a little bit defensive. Ask, why am I getting defensive? Usually the best sign is, is why I'm getting defensive. It's to do with you. It's not to do with the other person. That's the best advice I can give any young kid out there. If a teacher's challenging you to be your best and they see something in you, you're going to get defensive at first. But you don't have to act on that, man. It's going to be there. It's going to be there. You will get defensive. If you, We all have egos. And if people call you out in your ego, you will get defensive. It doesn't matter who you are. This is something we all have to learn. All right? So find those people that challenge you. Make you uncomfortable every single day. Because the fact is, if we're not living uncomfortable, we are staying the same, man. So get out there and keep challenging each other.